Good day, educators. To the teachers and leaders listening today, welcome to Classroom Conversations. Classroom Conversations is an award-winning podcast series brought to you by the Georgia Department of Education, Godot, and Georgia Public Broadcasting, GPB. I'm Ashley Mingwasser, your host of the half hour, here to entertain your ears. What shall we jump into today? Well, how about this? The point of it all. What is the point? I mean that in a thought-provoking way, not a nihilistic way, to be clear. Put differently, what is the why for our entire educational system? Follow my thinking here. Imagine with me a student, a happy one, at her desk, in a classroom, in a school. If we stop expanding our view here, we'd see our happy student as a participant in a school as the full picture. But we've got to pull back the lens more, zoom out even farther to see the fuller scope that this happy student school is in a community. This piece is the crux of it all. This piece is the point. Fireworks happen when we allow ourselves to feel the full force of that beautiful fact. This, today, is a literacy leadership episode about engaging community. Based on my aerial view exercise just now, it's clearer how literacy is important to a community. Literacy is not just a personal skill. At what level does that happy student read? Oh no, literacy is a social, cultural phenomenon shaped by and shaping our communities. It's directly linked to feeling included and adequate where we live. Think about the effect of literacy on a person's whole entire world, on their relationships, their happiness, their independence, problem-solving skills, and future employment. When a school and community are in cahoots for literacy, oh yeah, baby, literacy multiplies. Today I bring you a special episode recorded remotely at WUGA in Athens. We've left our studio in Atlanta this time so that the engaging community episode takes place out in the community. And my guests came here. Allow me to enthrall you with the Rondas. Two Rondas on today's show, definitely a classroom conversations first, and they're both from the same district. Meet Dr. Rhonda Hightower, Associate Superintendent, and Rhonda Walker, District Literacy Coach, both from Lawrence County School District. Lawrence County is located in the center of our great state with the city of Dublin at its core. Welcome, Rhondas. Thank, Thank you. you. Glad to be here. They even speak in unison. <laughs> it's so bizarre. How are you doing today? We are doing well. Good. I can't wait to talk about the great work that's taking place. I'm going to have to call yes. you Hightower, that Rhonda. Works. Let's hear from Walker so we can understand your voice. <laughs> we are very excited to be here and to, to tell you all about the wonderful literacy partners that have been created in Lawrence County. You guys are going to be blown away when you hear the incredible things that are taking place in Lawrence County. Hightower, for today's episode, let's start with you. Tell me why you are both in Athens today. It's relevant. We've got a literacy coach and an associate superintendent here for the same reason. And what is that? Yes. Well, we were here earlier in the week for the Fall Gases Conference, of course, but now we're here today to talk about all the wonderful partnerships that have really improved literacy in our community and made literacy more visible and valued in the Lawrence County community. So it was an actual literacy leadership conference, really? Yes. Mm -hmm. What were you listening for, Rhonda Walker? How to develop literacy leaders in our schools. Yes. 
which is really, really the crux of what we're going to talk about today. Quite a lot uh, in common, you two. First names, district, uh, shared literacy, mission. What else? Anything else related to your names, perchance? (laughs) (laughs) We did have the odd encounter of discovering... (laughs) Maybe after a year of knowing each other, and I would not dare share my middle name of with her. Of course not. But of course, I she did not have care. no shame. <laughs> Walker says I have no shame. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, accidentally discovered we also have the same middle name, and it is also spelled exactly the same as our yes. first names are spelled exactly the same as well. <laughs> that is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you were you were destined to work alongside each other, I think. And you you both share. You told me a love of the outdoors, but your take on outdoors, uh, quote unquote, is a wee bit different. Uh, Walker, what are you into when it comes to the outdoors? Um, I love running, biking, swimming. I'm a triathlete. Yeah. yeah. Feet on the ground. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Even your name is symbolic there, Walker. <laughs> and what's your take on loving the outdoors, Hightower? Number one, the beach. <laughs> <laughs> that does not involve running or cycling or <laughs> any of those things. But I do like zip lining and mm-hmm. skydiving <gasps> and oh. mostly spending time with my family outdoors. You enjoy sitting in your high tower and looking upon the views and marveling. That's a beautiful thing. And Rhonda Hightower, you've had 25 years in education. You've been associate superintendent for seven of those. Tell us about your positions prior to your associate superintendent post. I had the honor of serving as a first grade teacher and then a fifth grade teacher, and that is where my heart still is and beats for the classroom, the work that is taking place there. Then I began to uh, step into administration as an assistant principal and then a principal of a fabulous school for seven years and now associate superintendent in Lawrence County. So I've had a journey, which is interesting because I really started my journey in education as a secretary at the board office as I finished my college degree. So now my journey has come full circle, and I'm back in that same board office as an associate superintendent. So really, it it was your love as a practitioner, as a teacher that kept you in the game. Walker, you have a similar story. You were in the classroom, too. What did you teach? I actually went, have taught everything from pre-K disabilities wow. up to fifth grade. And I've been in the regular classroom. I've been a co-teacher. I've been a resource teacher, an interventionist. So I've really had the opportunity to serve in, in all the different spots that you would find in an elementary school. And when I first spoke with you, you told me you do it for the light in their eyes. Oh, Tell me about that. Oh, when you see a child learn something and get it, the light and the happiness and the joy that you see in their eyes, there's there's nothing like it. And that is, I mean, that is why we do what we do. Exactly right. And for you, Rhonda Hightower, what does this career mean to you? This career means empowering teachers to make those light bulb moments come on for those kids. One of my favorite authors is Steve Pemberton, and he wrote a book Mm. called The Lighthouse Effect. And in it, he talks about being a human lighthouse and being able to change the trajectory of some students' lives through the field of education. And I think that's what we get the honor to do. We get to serve as human lighthouses for, for students, and I can think of no other great place to serve. 
Is that how you feel, Walker? Oh, amen. <laughs> <laughs> that pretty much says it. Oh, it does. I think you guys are our human lighthouses today. Your energy is just so effusive and so positive. And when, when our audience hears the initiatives that are afoot in your county in terms of literacy, they are all going to be blown away, jaws on the floor. You heard what I said in the beginning about the link between literacy and community. Um, did you agree? Did you agree with that? Anything to add there? Oh, I think you said it beautifully. Um, it takes the community. It takes everyone to raise that child in a healthy, happy situation. And I know Rhonda says it well. We go back to how we got started and, and the Literacy Task Force. And you may mm -hmm. want to jump in here mm -hmm. and, and talk about that. Oh, that is fun. We realized, just like Get Georgia Reading says, that it's going to take more than just our wonderful teachers, our great schools, and our loving parents. And oh, it's going yeah. to take all of us working together. And when we introduce that sense of urgency to our community mm -hmm. partners, our business owners, our organization leaders, our civic leaders, they caught on. And then we transformed from energy, separate energy happening in our county, to synergy yeah. with everyone now having a focus mm -hmm. of we are in this truly for the kids. That yes. is not just a cliche. Right. Our efforts, where we put our money and where we put our time says that. That cohesion mm -hmm. is priceless. Mm -hmm. I mean, to be sitting mm -hmm. in a room of stakeholders in the community and for them to have the same mission of you, which is getting kids reading, this thinking of it as as the community driver here, as we need to look at each of ourselves as a member of a community, really changed it for me. It turned that switch. This is not just a private personal skill that I do alone in my room in my bed cuddled up with a good book. It starts there, but the effects are so far reaching, yes. so far reaching. And I know before we get into the very wonderful details of your programs, you have looked maybe statewide or nationally at some initiatives that you think are really laudable. What are those initiatives that you've you've liked to imitate? First and foremost, I'll say it again, get Georgia reading. Yes. We really feel like that they have hit the nail on the head with that statement of bringing everyone together. And they also help establish a sense of urgency when they show our literacy rates um, in Georgia um, that many of us in our school systems have seen. But I do want to be careful that it's not just about a test score mm. or being able That's to right. produce a number because everything that counts cannot be counted. Mm. And we know that literacy can also bring, like in our DFACS offices, it brings a sense of safety and security. Right. When we teach the parents how to cuddle up with those children in your lap and read a book to them and who more needs a sense of safety and security than maybe those kids that are having to go through that system. So that is just one. And I know we'll get into our initiatives later. Yeah. But what, what do you have to add to that, Walker? Well, I think just like she said, that a health, um, that language nutrition, that health as far as going to pediatricians, getting those wellness checks, you know, all those things. And, and we'll talk later about those initiatives, but all those things are vital for that child to become ready for school, to become a good citizen, a productive citizen. And so, you know, it's very far reaching. Yeah. So it, it's, I mean, it's wonderful work. 
and we are so thankful for the people that join us in it. Yes. Thank you, Coach, for your positivity. Mm -hmm. You have to have that when you're coaching. I'm going to share an example of what I think is a wonderful metaphor for literacy. You guys can think of your own as I'm sharing this, but I like to think of literacy, which we've established schools are part of a community. I like to think of it as a saloon door in an old Western film. You know, uh-huh. I was thinking of this this morning. My Southern accent that I never have just came out there. And <laughs> and I see our cowboys and cowgirls walking through that saloon door. It swings back and forth easily. From one side, you're in the school and a simple swing of the door, and then you're out. You're out on the street in the Western town. And I think that that's kind of powerful because we can think of literacy as, as having that light access to everything. You need it here, you need it there. These are not walled off, divided worlds. They should no. be interconnected. So can you think of an example that could demonstrate for us the ways that our schools and our communities are hip to hip, if it's another metaphor or something you've seen that proves that this is true? That we are hip to hip. I would say now five years into our literacy task force is that we do not have to call Mm -mm. or solicit or beg. Really, Our partners have bought into the fact that they have a place at the table in our education system. And many of them will contact us and they'll say, hey, you know, I see you're having this event. How can we help? Or... We ourselves, our our local organization, are having an event. How can you guys help? So the communication is just wide open, and I would say that makes us hip to hip. For example, our Chamber of Commerce, he has just heard about the new literacy bill. He picks up the phone. What can we do? Mm. What let's come look at it. Let's come, you know, see how we can partner with you to help provide what's needed for the kids. Immediate action. Oh, immediate. Mm-hmm. Immediate. That is so impressive. So let's transition now to talk about your campaign, Literacy in Lawrence. Give me a little bit of overview of, you know, who your partners are, when this initiative began, and what your overall mission is. And we'll get into the details later. Okay, great. Well, we started in December of 2017, pulling this committee together and asked for them to come to the first planning session in January of 2018. Uh, We had a room full of participants um, that really didn't know what they were getting into at that moment. (laughs) Other than I know it's important that our children learn to read. I know it's important for our workforce development. I know it is important for the improvement of our communities. So they came, and in that meeting, we established our vision of making literacy more visible, and valued in Lawrence County. And five years later, that is still Mm -hmm. our mission from that meeting. And immediately, um, we began to put forth efforts of working together and to create synergy. And then a few months after that, we were grateful recipients of the L4GA Literacy Grant. That's a big one. That's a big one. That is the one that really opened the door and made a lot of what we do possible because the partners came with big dreams, which we wanted them Mm -hmm. to. So this grant really made a lot of things possible. And we jumped in right that summer and began some great things uh, with our summer feeding program. We had our, we had superheroes come out and give out books <laughs> oh, along with cool. the summer. Um, and they meals. were our technology. Yes. Right. So how great is that? Yes. That's perfect. They yeah. work for our school system. Yep. Rhonda and I did our first um, uh, parent training because our parents – 
I know my children are now adults. I did not know what I know now about how important it is for them to have such a rich language nutrition when they were younger. So we do a parent training called Raising a Reader, Mm -hmm. and we actually give them a toolbox when they leave, Mm -hmm. um, a very easy, very economical things and free things to do to build um, the bridge of great, strong language nutrition for young learners. And that was just in the first few months. That was the first few months. Here we are about six years later. Yes. And we're going to hear about all the magical things that you're doing. But if you'll add a little bit to this, Walker, tell me about these partners. What what sectors are they from? Who are these people? Oh, my goodness. Um, Well, as we go through, I'd love to talk about, as we talk about our partners, what they've done, what, how we've worked together. Because a lot of times, initially, I think we had to bring our partners in, in whatever we had planned, right? But now, for example, Pilot Club, hey, we've got the Monster Dash. Rhonda, would y'all bring Pete the Cat and give away Pete the Cat books? Sure. Oh, they're reaching out to you. Oh, they're reaching out to us. And it is um, absolutely wonderful. So now it's more about really embedding ourselves in things that our partners are taking part in, too. Chamber of Commerce, Georgia Power, huge. let's see, Rotary, our Recreation Department. We had a huge event at our Recreation Department called the Great American Outdoors. It was probably one of my favorites because we brought in our STEM teachers came, our ag teachers came and had different booths, Um, like the ag teachers, like they got to feel worms. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, all that ooey gooey stuff. And then... They take a book and an activity about worms. Look so, at that. Yeah, we had horses to ride. We had, so that was amazing because we had all these partners. Retired teachers came out. Um, of course, Oconee Fall Line, our technical college. Um, we've partnered se- with several things. We've gone in and taught their early childhood classes. Um, we've partnered in... <laughs> events at night Mm -hmm. for their parents (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think think we were some snowmen one night and then you've done a lot yes well we we really have been very lucky yeah yeah and had the opportunity um our local library our local library is there Every event we do. Really? Oh, yes. yes. That yes. is fantastic. With all of this, you're demonstrating so well the link between literacy and life, that it's not just read for school, that, you know, I was thinking of the dirt and the worms and then get a book on that. Like, these are industries. These are powerful industries in your community that are coming out to participate. Oh, they're absolutely. And you can talk more about this, but East Dublin, we've just put up a story walk there, but how that community came together. Rhonda, tell her about that. Story walk. What a story walk. Yes. Well, we have an area that has uh, apartments. It has a large mobile home development near it. Lots of students right near this park. And it really needed some upkeep, Mm -hmm. right? So we partnered with the city of East Dublin, the county commissioner's office, um, a local construction company mm-hmm. donated all the gravel. gravel? Wow. Um, yes, at Ben Hall. Uh, and we were 
BHL. <laughs> and then we were able to create a walking track there at the park. Really? The Lawrence County School System donated a story walk and the book. So now families come out and they get to read a story page by page, post by post, as they walk around the story walk. Oh, yeah. that's so wonderful. So, that's but it also yes. led, we had an event out there where our partners came. Yeah, it was wonderful. But it also led to East Dublin taking ownership mm. of that part. They painted the playground equipment. Look at they, that. I mean, and so it just really, it, it became something that the community could be really proud of. And, you know, we're hoping events take place there now. So um, that's just one I, I just love That's that. That's a wonderful effort. Literacy in Lawrence, just by name alone, you're, it includes the county. You want anybody and everyone to be involved. And I tease the importance of why in our intro. What is your why behind engaging your community in literacy work this way? Well, I think for, for me, we know that a, a baby's brain grows 80%, up to 80% in the first 18 months of life. As we began our work, we said, okay, let's brainstorm. Where are these children? How do we get into the homes of these children? How do we get into the places their parents visit? And um, that really spurred a lot of work in that birth to five and those agencies like Babies Can't Wait. Oh, yeah. Children's Medical Services, DFACS, the Health Department, Healthy Start. Mm -hmm. um, so it really gave us a gateway into those homes. So we partnered with those people and those agencies providing everything from refrigerator phonics, VTech little things to get that alphabet yeah, on the refrigerator. Yeah, on the fridge, man. You know? Yeah. Like, I had that when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. I remember putting apple on the fridge and being like, hot dog. I just spilled <laughs> apple. <laughs> deal. Mom, mom, get in here. <laughs> and those, you know, just giving literacy tips to those parents as they're communicating with them. And that, and of course, then, you know, we have the big initiative with our hospital. It's equipping families with the tools to have those uh, magic light up yes. moments. Rhonda Hightower, what do you think is the why for all of this community engagement? You encapsulated it mm -hmm. in a phrase <laughs> you said about five minutes ago, literacy for life. Mm. And I don't mean I'm committed um, to literacy for the longevity of your life. I mean for the quality of, oh, uh, of your life so is, is what yes. I mean by literacy for life. Life for living. Yes. Yes. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Yes, <laughs> that is my why because I know with all, and I cannot wait for Rhonda to tell you more about our Birth to Five efforts that she's done such a good job bringing into our community. It will have more of our students ready to learn. And that's important. I want that. And I want our workforce to be increased. But I don't want to overlook the social emotional that's right. aspect yes. of the developing the whole child through literacy. So, yeah. So it's it's literacy for life. literacy for life. Now, <laughs> you said it. I like that. I yeah. like where you went with that very much. Hightower, your community literacy task force. Who are they? Are, are these the people who kind of sit on the quote 
council with you. They're your task force. <laughs> These are all the partners that we have named Mentioned. in our okay. talk so far. Okay, yes. great. And when you wanted to form this incredible force, and it is a force, did you reach out to them first and then they brought others and it was kind of a word of mouth growth situation? You're nodding. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Good. It was a simple email to maybe 10, 12 partners of which they all responded. They and said yes? Yes. And then from there, it has grown and grown and grown. And earlier this week, we <laughs> had our um, community uh, literacy task force meeting, and we were shoulder to shoulder. And we were like, we've got to get a bigger room. Yes. House. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. And do you know what <laughs> happened? One of our partners, mm -hmm. um, Heath Taylor with our Chamber of Commerce, said, hi, we've got the McGrath-King Center, open, <gasps> the building, uh, the space. large room. He said, let's do that next time. There. Oh my gosh. One of our local hotel owners, Raj Saxena with yeah. Fairfield Inn, allowed us to meet there in his breakfast room I and mean, fed us a buffet breakfast. That is nice. So people are just very mm -hmm. giving and very much want to be on board when you just bring them together. We could all take a bite of that Lawrence County literacy pie because <laughs> it sounds really, really good and charming and more importantly, homemade. And we all know that the best <laughs> pies are, are homemade. Yes, yes we do. Yes. Before we get into the amazing work, and I do want to hear you talk about this, Rhonda Walker, about, you know, that birth early age range. But what were the first steps in engaging the community? We, we have counties here who are just trying to start their own initiatives, who are trying to feel inspired and have that spark of creativity. You mentioned an email to get some partners on board. Beyond that, could you give me a couple of first steps? I can. Yeah. I really think our first meeting was crucial in that not only did they just show up, but the work that took place when they showed up. Because the very first thing that we did was develop and articulate a purpose mm -hmm. and a vision. That was the first thing. So once everyone was bought in to that purpose and to that, uh, that vision, um, there was a sense of urgency. We shared some statistics of, you know, how many kids are not reading on grade level. We shared an awesome video from Get Georgia Reading about <laughs> baby Ella yeah. and what happens to baby Ella if she does not Get Literacy for Life. Okay. Yes. Um, and what path that's likely to take her down. And mm. that established a sense oh. of urgency. So I say you bring them together simply, but don't leave without a purpose and a vision and a shared sense of urgency to we're going to do whatever it takes. Yes. And then from there, you've launched right. and then watch the beautiful yeah. work then take you're place. Off. Then yes. you're off. Any other first steps you want to add, Walker? Dr. Hightower has done an amazing job leading the task force. Um, what we wanted to do is let's go back to the Get Georgia Reading, developing that language nutrition, and also giving kids access to books. We know from the stats that in low socioeconomic homes, there can be maybe one book. Wow. 12 households. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. So your goal was get more books out there ASAP. Let's, mm -hmm. let's do it. I mean, this is the fun part of the work because I, I feel like so many people become invested, right? Our CTAE, they built our little libraries. We took them to each of our schools. The art teachers had their children design the little libraries. Then I hopped in the truck with my transportation director, <laughs> and we went around town, and we strategically decided, where can we place these? 
that are going to reach the most kids. You planted books in the community. Yep. And so we actually currently have, I think, 11, maybe 12 um, little libraries out in the community. That's a good first project. But the beautiful thing is now Service League, which is is a, a ladies' group that meets and does service projects, they have a literacy group and I get books and and they're not they're used books right I have people they will just drop books at my house <laughs> and so all through the year I just get tubs of books and they service them for us for the year nice yes and so it's just you know I can remember um putting books the first time in one of the little libraries near boys and girls club and the teacher there said, I know, we had a boy get off the bus, and he was going, oh, my gosh, I painted that Charlie Brown. And it was a high school kid, right? But now he's invested in keeping that nice and taking care of that. So I think we started, you know, trying to think about ways we could give that access. Yeah, boots on the ground in true Rhonda Walker fashion. (laughs) marathoner yes you got out there on your feet that makes perfect sense i want to talk specifically literacy and lawrence has a a super special initiative that reaches newborns i know that's been very special to you tell us about the work that you're doing with your local hospital oh our local hospital has been an amazing partner from the very beginning we met with the administration and if you've Never been in an administrative meeting with a, the hospital. It was quite interesting. And I left there. I was like, oh, I'm scared of all of them, right? You know, they all had the departments. They were all gung-ho about it. And we've got these rules. And, we, you know, so right. we just kind of continued. You set up straight in that meeting. To, oh, you better believe it. <laughs> and uh, continued to throw out ideas. And where we landed was that they would sign and give, the, give every baby that was born the opportunity to sign up for first readers. And I'm not sure if you know anything about the organization, but it provides books, a book a month, until the child turns five. And they also incredible. include like a newsletter that's age appropriate. Um, it's an incredible program. Now we, um, L4GA has certainly been instrumental yes in us being able to just really jumpstart that program. Um, Matter of fact, as we continue with that program, it will have to get more local funding, right? Because after COVID, we have just been on it. But we also give the babies a little onesie that says read to me with our logo in the middle. And it's it's precious. Read to me onesie. (laughs) I mean, it's precious. But they've also been willing to provide literacy instruction in their prenatal um, mm. classes. So, you know, we, we love that. They've been a liaison for some of our pediatricians. And we just put a story walk around their walking path at the pond. Matter of fact, two, and we've waited about two years. It's been here. So that we've just waited for the right time to get it in. Two weeks ago, mm-hmm. 
so fun. Oh, my gosh. That was one of the, in, in two hours, now it could have been because we had free ice cream, but <laughs> in two hours, we had over 250 kids and their families. This is not, this is kids. And then they brought families and they were going around, the book was One Duck Stuck, and every spot where you could read a page of the book, right, we had something interactive to give them. And um, the best thing, probably a week later, I come across a lady and she goes, oh, you wouldn't believe my son is sleeping with those little interactive toys y'all gave him. From the story wall? From the story wall. Oh, and the I, hospital provided those and the ice cream. Oh, well, yes, they provide exactly. for him. I mean, that's, um, the, that's the best part. And it's permanent, okay? And so we'll change it out every month. Pilot Club has offered to change it out. So you see, it's just building that community. That's all it is. I mean. And you have done it so well. And you have... Probably another, would you say, eight to ten initiatives that you do as part of your campaign? I read a whole list online. There's a bunch. Could you just each pick one other one that we haven't oh, talked about that's not StoryWalk or, or, or the newborn's efforts? I know that it's going to be hard to pick one. But pick another one that you really you really connect with and share it with our audience real quick. Can I share the Aspiring Leaders Project? <gasps> yes. That's where we <laughs> need to go. Tell me about that. that. And this is an amazing idea for districts. It is an amazing idea. We do, like many districts, have a cohort of teachers or staff members who aspire to be a school leader one day. So they go through our Aspiring Leaders program. Um, Betsy Glisson is Mm -hmm. to be given all the credit for thinking (laughs) of this idea. She was with us at the time and said, why don't we have our aspiring leaders um, develop a budget and do a community literacy project. Look at that. And so we have continued it now. Mm-hmm. And I text her every year and say, you're not going to believe what the aspiring <laughs> leaders um, have done. Project. Thank you for that oh. idea. Yes. But just a couple, again, at the hospital, some of our aspiring leaders developed a QR code with digitally read books. Um, and they put the QR code in the pediatric ward in mm-hmm. each child's room. Mm-hmm. So they can have access to books digitally while they're there. Um, recuperating in the hospital. Um, We did have a couple build their own story walk in one of our communities around their local park. We had some put a QR code in restaurants. So while the children were waiting, instead Mm -hmm. of playing a game on the phone, phone. they they scanned the QR code and read. Oh, that's great. It is great. A couple of our coaches really (laughs) um, took an initiative. We have Dudley Little League that is a huge huge event. Oh, Oh, opening day is opening day is huge. Mm -hmm. They took it as a literacy opportunity Mm -hmm. and they had parents do a survey on iPads and gave out books. And I could go on and on with the many things that they have done, but they year after year continue to contribute to our community literacy and our vision of making literacy more visible and valued in Lawrence. Aspiring leaders. Mm -hmm. I like that. Do you have another project you want to tell us about, Walker? Well, I think the project is is hard. I know. But I will say our Chamber of Commerce um, very quickly became involved and had heard about quality child care. And so we got together. We discussed it to see what we could do to assist those daycares in their journey to become quality rated. Um, Because we know, where are these kids? Where are they spending their time? In these 
child care center. Mm-hmm. We want the best in there. For them. For mm-hmm. them. We want those workers trained to know what to do with them. We want to provide them with materials that's needed. So we got, we got what we needed as far as information like, yes, we need some bookshelves or we need books on a topic, whatever it was that they needed. Um he put it out to his members. Look at that. And had them bring in. Chamber members. I mean, it was fabulous. And so we took what they brought in, and we were able, of course, through L4GA, to add some to that. Um, and so we created different boxes for, based on the needs of the child care centers, and delivered them. And I think now we have nine out of the 12 of our child care centers quality rated and um, incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can knock down the other three. I feel confident with you two in charge <laughs> literacy and Lawrence. Let's end with this. If, if we could, what traces glimpses, nods from outside the school doors, do you see that these initiatives are working? I know you've told all the ways that you've reached out and these partners have jumped on board. Are you hearing back from them as well? Do they ever come up with ideas? What's the experience? They definitely come up with ideas. Um, Sometimes it's a simple nod, but a powerful one. Mm. Watching families go around the story walk just Saturday before last, um, just reading together and the kids smiling and laughing. And that is a nod to this is good work. Yes. Fathers Among Men is an organization in our community. They have fathers and they're developing fathers and they are doing such a great job with really teaching these fathers the importance of literacy as well. So our downtown folks have jumped oh, in. Yeah. And Market so on when, Madison. We, mm-hmm. when they have a large turnout for Jingle Mingle or Spooky Sweets or the St. Patrick's, Patrick's Parade, Parade in oh. Dublin, oh, we are. Um, those are all <laughs> nods that you are um, in the midst yes. of great people mm-hmm. who want to do a great work. Look at that. Anything to add there, Walker? Uh, well, she said it well, but I, and I think just getting pictures from the community Or, oh, Mm -hmm. look, I came in this restaurant and this child's reading a book at one of the nooks that we had, you know, put out. Or I know we had a teacher, she texted me last week and she said, hey, I'm at dance and this lady just left here and she was having to wait on her child and she had two children and they have a perfect place for a bookshelf. (laughs) Do you think you could get us a bookshelf? Look at that, reaching out to you to mobilize. But, But, I mean, that is her understanding it matters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. And so... They see the change. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. One thing about Lawrence is that there are both city and county school mm-hmm. districts mm-hmm. in Lawrence County, right? Yes. Is yes. your work for one, for all? How are you handling that? Absolutely for all. For all. Yes, from our sister school system with Dublin City School System to our system and even our private school, Trinity Christian School, that is in Lawrence County. We have worked together on so many different opportunities, Mm -hmm. like Movie on the Lawn. Oh, Movie on the Lawn, um, which is the hospital puts on. We all come out. We give away things, talk about literacy give parents information. I know Trinity Christian School, their Chick-fil-A leadership, 
has really partnered with us and we were able to provide additional um, funds for those daycares as they were becoming quality rated. Wonderful. So all of these systems are reaching toward each other for literacy in Lawrence. Yes. Yes. And we even heard Ms. Marcy Poole in our last uh, literacy uh, task force meeting say, we don't care where they go to school. And we said, absolutely (laughs) not. (laughs) We don't care. We want to serve all children. Thank you both, Rhonda Hightower, Rhonda Walker, for telling us about literacy in Lawrence. I'm so glad we met you today in a school community to record (laughs) this, to talk about your literacy leadership work. You're both stellar. Hightower, I know you love the beach. You must know the Beach Boys. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Oh, no. I was singing, help me, Rhonda, (laughs) on my drive to Athens today. (laughs) And I knew after the end of this conversation that that's what you two will have done. You will have helped us, and you did. So thank you for helping us, Rhonda. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you for the opportunity. We appreciate you being here. To our literacy leaders listening, carve out some inspiring initiatives to make literacy a genuine community effort. Perhaps our Rondas have helped you identify areas of opportunity within your own county. As you take up the mantle, know that you're a great leader. I'm Ashley in Athens, and I'll be looking for a burger before driving home. Tune in next week where we're back in our studio for a brand new Classroom Conversations. Bye now. Funding for Classroom Conversations is made possible through the School Climate Transformation Grant. 